Hello and welcome to the Betches Up Podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betches Up Podcast is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that happens in the news, explained by your two funniest friends, which is us. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. This is the only episode you're getting this week. Yeah, guys. no episode on Thursday. No, we're taking a break. For, we're giving thanks, mm-hmm. which I'm sure a lot of you Americans listening are as well. Yeah. I'll be with my family. I know. A whole week without a pod. When it, where will the world be <laughs> when we go? <laughs> Honestly, you never know. Truly, you never know. Like, it could be totally. I feel like announcing something on Wednesday, like, serious, would be a good time to do it because it'd be, like, dramatic and no yeah. one would talk about it until, mo- like, the following Monday. Yeah, I mean anything i mean who knows maybe over the course of the next week donald trump will be visited by three ghosts yeah that would be great and they will help him to learn about america (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh only one will hope only one can hope um okay so before before we dive right in we just wanted to remind you guys to sign up for the betches sup newsletter at betches.co slash sup sign up and then once you do that Refer your friends by clicking a link at the top of the newsletter. You'll get your very own referral code. And based on how many friends you refer, you can get cool prizes. Lots of cool prizes. And then you can, sh- when people ask you, where'd you get this cool prize? Be like, oh my God, I got it for signing up people for the Betches Up. You should sign up. And then you can get the prize too. Yeah. It's like that movie Pay It Forward with Makes um yes. the little boy from The Sixth Sense. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Haley Joel, Joel Osment. Osment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not related to the Osmonds, the brother and sister no. singing act. No. Um, very different. Mm-hmm. Okay, Brian, what's been getting you through this week in Trump's America? Well, um, it has to do with the president. I don't know if it's like helping me get through or it's like making me like angry get through. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, so Donald tweeted... Uh, the other day, uh, so funny to see little Adam shit <laughs> talking about the fact that acting attorney general, Matt Whitaker was not approved by the Senate, but not mentioning the fact that Bob Mueller, who is highly conflicted, was not approved by the Senate. So he was referencing, um, Adam Schiff, not Adam shit. That's yeah. not a real person. And Adam Schiff is the Democrat who's going to lead the house intelligence committee. Yes. So he's basically the person who's. Like, apart from Robert Mueller, he's now the new person in charge of investigating Donald Trump. And in the event that Robert Mueller was fired, Adam Schiff would be the person to, like, look into that. Yeah, exactly. He would lead and he's going to be leading any investigation, whether it's like Trump's tax returns, whatever, what have you. Yeah, because they closed the Russia investigation in the House. Um, when the Republicans controlled it with by Denon Nunez. Right. He was. Yes. Devin Nunez. Um, But now it'll be little Adam shit. (laughs) (laughs) Where do we rank little Adam shit on the list of Trump's nicknames? Um, I mean, I think I kind of lolled when I saw Adam shit, (laughs) to be honest. I do like that. He spelled it S C H I T T. But I just think it's interesting how it comes off of this whole new, uh, white house, like, uh, saying that we need decorum when because of the whole Jim Acosta thing. Yes. And it's like then he like uh, two days later tweets this thing and it's like, ooh. It's I feel like nothing will ever beat Little Marco for me. Yeah. As far as the nicknames. I think yeah. that is his crowning glory. Mm-hmm. I know that Crooked Hillary is maybe more popular, but yeah. I think that Little Marco so defeated Marco Rubio. I, that, exactly. Yeah. Like, it, it like had a real effect on yeah, him. Yeah, like it hurt him. And also like it is a perfect description of him. Like he is little Marco. Yeah. 
And he's thirst, little thirsty Marco because yes. of him trying to drink water. And then um, Adam Schiff responded, said, wow, Mr. President, that's a good one. Was that like your answers to Mr. Mueller's questions or did you write this one yourself? Ouch. Ouch. Because fired. Apparently there was this rumor saying that Trump isn't writing any of the responses to special counsel Mueller's uh, questions. But also, he, I think his tweet is also like not self-serving because... He mentions the fact that he's not approved by the Senate. So it's like, okay, well, he, now he, at least we know he knows that he has to be approved by the yes. Senate. But also, Bob Mueller does not need to be approved by the Senate. But Bob Mueller was approved by the Senate to be the FBI director when George Bush nominated him. And then again, when Obama wanted to extend his term. Unan- unanimously yeah, approved, so. which is crazy to even think about. Like, Obama, basically, like, he was George Bush, George W. Bush's FBI director for eight years and was unanimously approved both times there. And then Obama specifically was like, technically, Mueller shouldn't have been able to stay, but he was yeah. like, can we actually approve him to stay? And the Senate unanimously approved him to do that. Yeah. So, and, yeah. And if you're thinking, wow, his attacks on Mueller, the, the Senate must be about to uh, approve uh, protection for. The Mueller investigation, you'd be wrong. Yeah, you would be wrong because Mitch McConnell doesn't want to. Won't let the bill go to a vote. Yeah. Jeff Flake was uh, trying. I mean, again, we've said this on the podcast before, but Jeff Flake is very good at like almost doing something. Yeah. And so he said that he wanted there to be a bill. He's never brought his wife to completion. There's no way. There is no way he ever. He like he's he shows up with a vibrator and all this like stuff and he's like demonstrates clear intent. Yeah, and as but soon does, as, as soon as it's about to get done, he's like, I need to stop. This yeah. is he's, taking it far enough. He's like my conservative values. I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, little Adam shit. Yeah. Okay. I wonder if he'll. But see, my thing was little Adam shit. Is that he's not going to be able to really say that one on stage. I mean, maybe he will. Yeah. He's he hasn't he has said like shut the hell up and like I think yeah. he said ass. Yeah, I don't think he's ever like we've heard we've heard him that he's cursed from other people yeah. or the leaked Hollywood videotape. Um but uh no, I don't know. I wonder if he'll say it. Yeah. I feel like he will. Yeah, I mean I don't I was like, but he can't say it, and then I was like, wait, he can he'll do whatever yeah, the fuck he wants. wants. Um, Elise, what about you? What's getting you through the week? Okay. This is something very funny that happened last week and in, in meme time, that's like ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but in case anyone didn't see, um I'm ta- I wanted to talk about the meme about Alexandria Ocasio Cortez's coat. Um <laughs> So basically there was this Hill staffer or there's this guy's like a reporter. First of all, his name is Eddie scary. Um, the Washington examiner for the Washington examiner, which is a pretty right leaning. Yeah. Um, I mean, this guy's an idiot. So he tweets out a picture that, and it's a picture of, I guess the back of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She's like standing in a long hallway. It looks like she's like checking her phone and it says, Hill Stafford just sent me this pic of Ocasio-Cortez they took just now. And I'll tell you something, that jacket and coat don't look like a girl who struggles. <laughs> which is, I mean, it's insane for so many reasons. One of which is like, it's a picture of nothing. It's not like yeah. she's wearing this ostentatious like coat and jacket. Yeah. It, it just doesn't really. Have, it's not, it doesn't have like lip, like dangling. And yeah, it's gold. not like a studded. Like, it's <laughs> like, not a Lady Gaga or nothing. It's not Gaga. a fur no. or something. <laughs> um, one. So then. 
another thing. So, so he me- he immediately starts getting roasted, yeah. which is very funny. Like people are making memes um, on memes on memes about this. Yes, I tweeted out one that was like that picture of Mrs. Puff after Mr. Krabs gives her all the gifts, uh-huh. um, and was like, "This girl doesn't look like a, that coat and jacket doesn't look like a girl who struggles, etc." Yeah. Um. So then, my favorite part of all of this is that he gets so thoroughly roasted. He gets like ratioed super hard. Yeah. It's like 3000 responses, 25 retweets. It looks really bad. And then it was but it was like it was a crazy amount of replies for the versus the amount of likes yes. and retweets. It yeah, it was I mean, it was crazy. So then he deletes the tweet and he says this, which I love. Attention. I posted a tweet earlier suggesting an incoming congresswoman looked well put together elegant even despite suggestions she struggled the tweet was taken as something else so i've deleted i just don't know why they think it's a good idea to make fun of her for seeming like she doesn't have money like yeah i feel like people keep approaching that like like people were making fun of like the fact that she said she can't afford housing in dc until her she starts getting paid to be a congressperson yeah and, and everyone started like laughing about like the, the conservatives like making jokes about it i was like you guys do not look good by doing yeah this. like what if, like she it's like so most people a lot of people saw that and were like that's the most relatable thing i've ever seen yeah. like this is a person who like doesn't have a lot of money also it's just so out of touch that like let's say this is a nice coat which yeah. based on the picture you cannot tell what brand of coat she's wearing whatever no. it's like does this man not know about Marshalls, TG Maxx, Ross yeah. Dress for Less? Like yeah. you can, there are surprise, surprise ways for people without as much means to look presentable yeah. in society. Thrift shops, man. She's from yeah. New York. She probably is in thrift shops all the yeah, time. Yeah, you go to an Upper East Side thrift shop, mm-hmm. you're gonna come out of there with some nice yeah. branded work attire. Yeah, one so, time. Yeah, one time I went to a wig and heels party, so I got this like beautiful fur for mm-hmm. like. 20 bucks 25 it was a fake fur don't come at me it was like 25 bucks and i looked amazing yeah and it's (laughs) like it's just so funny to me but the backtrack was my favorite part like that he tried to be like i was saying she looked elegant which is like oh okay so since she's like been uh, elected to congress i've i've just been like really loving what she's been doing oh yeah she's like hit the ground running and i feel like the way that she is like she does like anytime someone attacks her she replies and like roasts them she's also like she like went to a sit-in at nancy pelosi's office about for like new energy clean deal and like she is doing these instagram stories where she is going through her whole like um uh intro like like her being introduced to the congress what's it called uh, orientation orientation oh and that's it's, like really cool yeah and she also she like captions all of her Instagram stories because yeah. someone reached out to her and was like, Hey, for the deaf community, like it would be awesome to caption these. So she started doing that, which I think is cool. Yeah. And I mean, conservatives are going crazy about her. Yeah. Like she's the new, like, I mean, any woman in the democratic party in particular gets like villainized in a crazy level. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen it with Hillary, Nancy Pelosi, et cetera, et cetera. But like, but it, it, Ocasio-Cortez is next. Like anything yeah. that has her in it, they are going crazy. Yeah. They are like so afraid of her yeah. and so freaked out by just how like young yeah. and relatable yeah. and cool she well, is. She's like also already working to like primary out other Democrats who are not like with it. Like she's already like, you know, like trying to get the good candidates who actually make sense in that district for the times that we are living in. 
And she and other newly elected Democrats say the party needs to come up with a Green New Deal that would decarbonize the economy within a decade. And a lot of people are jumping on board with it. Even Nancy Pelosi said she would re- wants to relaunch like a committee about it if she becomes elected speaker. So she's actually like already doing stuff before being a per- like yeah a- officially a congressperson. She's affecting change already just because she's like using her platform which is really awesome and it's evidenced like tweets like this just show you how like how freaked out by her they are that literally they're going to take a picture of her just like standing in a hallway in her work clothes and mm-hmm. be like wow hypocrite <laughs> and it's because she has work attire yeah like like was she supposed to show up in her like bartender yeah, outfit like, like jeans and a t-shirt yeah like, bernie yeah. bernie primary t-shirt <laughs> like what the f- <laughs> like yeah. yeah she has a blazer she yeah. went and got a blazer also she said publicly that she's gotten rent the runway and stuff oh yeah so that's awesome. and that's like a really great rent option. I love Rent the Runway. <laughs> I like Rent the Runway. Fashion Pass is also great. All of these things are available to all of us at any time. Who aren't rich people. Yeah. Who aren't like completely wealthy. No. Um, okay, guys. That's what's getting us through the week. We're going to get into the main news of the day in just a second. But first, a quick break. Elise, you know what I love? What? Tomboy X. <gasps> and that is not the name of a new artist that I'm obsessed with. (laughs) It is the name of underwear that sometimes, you know, sometimes I wear underwear. Um, I just got underwear and socks. And what's really cool about them is that not only they're like really comfortable and like well fitted, they have really cute shit on it. Yeah. I honestly, I'll say for myself, I just got some Tomboy X uh, like sports bras, uh-huh. and I got a three pack. They're super cute. There's yeah. w- there's a yellow one. Yeah. There's a striped one. Yeah. There's a blue one, wow. and I love them. I love my the socks that I just got because they have like a little octopus on it, and I usually like roll. So if I'm like wearing cute socks, I'll roll my jeans up a little bit mm-hmm. so you can like show them off a little bit. And people have actually asked me about it. Um, I also got the underwear, and it's really cute too because it has little cats on it. Oh, and, I you know, love that. It fits my butt in the way I want it to be fit. That it looks plump. That is a huge thing. And it's like it has like it's underwear with more like with like. It makes you feel confident. That's what I would yeah, say. Yeah, you're you're less likely to get like bad lines. Yeah, my tomboy X underwear always like looks smooth. Yeah. And they have more than underwear and bras. They have bikinis, boxer briefs, trunks, and boy shorts. And then they have basically every color, fun seasonal prints, and all options come in extra smalls to 4X. So regardless of where you fall on the size or gender spectrum, Tomboy X offers amazing underwear that any body feels comfortable in that's anybody not one word that's two words anybody mm-hmm. so if you want to feel like elise and i do which is to, amazing which is amazing go to tomboyx.com shop and check out their special bundles and pack pricing and betcha sup listeners get an extra 15 percent off with code sup again code sup for an extra 15 percent off ditch whatever you're wearing for a pair of tomboy x underwear go to tomboyx.com sup And we're back. Brian, did you enjoy the break? Oh, wow. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Great. At least <laughs> and I sat here again in yeah. silence. Um, amazing. So before we get into our main, main news, I just wanted to give a little midterm update because mm-hmm. the midterms are still not over, new, new, new. but they're closer to over. Yeah. So womp womp, Florida went to the Republicans. Uh, 
And I mean that in the original sense of womp womp, not the new white supremacist sense of womp womp. Oh, I didn't know there was a new white supremacist. <laughs> it's because Corey, what's his name? Corey Lewandowski, Lewandowski said womp womp about oh, yeah. an immigrant child with Down syndrome friend, being held in detention. My friend who used to, who in, from college, he used to go to all these like raves and shit mm-hmm. and he got womp tattooed on him. I can't wait to tell him that it's a new white supremacist. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's too bad. Well, when he got it. I was like, why did you do that? And uh, now yeah. I'm like, Ooh, now like double. Why did you, you do that? Get that covered. Okay. Um, okay. So both, uh, Andrew Gillum and Bill Nelson have conceded that they lost to their Republican counterparts in the Florida governors and Senate races. The governor's race was less close. So Gillum conceded first, then um, the Senate race went to a manual recount, but it ended up that Rick Scott did win by about 10,000 votes, wow. which again, as we've said many times on the podcast, Florida just enfranchised over a million new voters in mm-hmm. this last election. So the fact that these were all within a thousand, like within like a hundred thousand yeah. ish votes of each other, like, and this terrifies Republicans. Yeah. Um, because there's there are the, everyone's already looking at 2020 and so what does this mean for 2020 it means that it's going to be a lot harder to disenfranchise voters than it was this time around yeah exactly like these people can vote i'm sure that rick desantis Ron desantis sorry as governor of florida is going to put in all sorts of crazy tricks and whatever to make mm-hmm. sure it's harder for these new voters to actually exercise their right to vote but, I also but they look, have yeah. it and all the republicans who are claiming that this was like the Democrats are trying to steal this election like Trump and Marco Rubio are awfully quiet right now. I know. It's like, wow, we did a pretty bad job of stealing the election. If like the people basically we lost every single one that we asked for a recount. So yeah. I feel like it just proves the point of like, no, we just wanted all of the votes to yeah. be counted and for the law to be followed. No one was like finding new extra votes, no. whatever. Because we would have, because if we were going to steal the election, we probably, if Democrats were going to steal the election, they probably would have tried a little harder. Yeah, like <laughs> in in general, I mean, it's like back in 2016 when Trump said that um the the three million like popular vote like Hillary's extra three million popular vote votes were all illegal, and it's like, so you think that the Democrats' plan to steal the election was to have three million people vote illegally in one state? <laughs> like we put them all like what <laughs> like yeah. what the fuck? We would like uh, I mean whatever. Anyway, um, in Georgia, Stacey Abrams gave a speech that honestly, you should watch the whole thing. I'm not going to do it justice right now. But basically, she came out and said she acknowledged that Brian Kemp was going to be certified as the winner. But she made a very specific she was very specific in saying that she did not she's not conceding and she said um she's not conceding because and i quote concession means to acknowledge an action is right true or proper as a woman of conscience and faith i cannot concede and then she also said the law as it stands says that he received an adequate number of votes to become the governor of georgia but we know sometimes the law does not do what it should and sometimes being legal does not make it right very true. I know. And I, I was like, that's, I just love her. I mean, we're going to, Gillum, Beto, and Stacey Abrams, like we will see again. Yeah, and I honestly can't wait. Brian Kemp is an illegitimate governor who yeah. stole his, like if any election stealing happened, it's fucking Brian Kemp. Yeah. It's like disgusting what happened over probably there. probably why he was so quiet during the whole process because he knew what he did. Yeah, exactly. He was just trying to see if he got away with it and he did for now. Mm-hmm. Um, but in better news, uh, there are still, I think, 
there is still as of today, there are still six outstanding house races. But um, over the weekend, California's 39th district was called for Democrat Jill Cisneros. He defeated Republican Young Kim. And this is a huge deal because this means that the Democrats swept all of Orange County, which mm-hmm. used to be like a GOP stronghold yeah, in California. Like Reagan country. Yeah, exactly. Like all the California Republicans kind of came out of Orange County <clears throat> and Democrats basically took all of Orange County back. Which is amazing. And then in Mississippi, there is a runoff election which will take place next week on November 27th. Republican Cindy Hyde-Smith is facing Democratic challenger Mike Espy. Obviously, this is Mississippi, but the Republicans lead has been narrowing following a joke that she made about going to a public hanging. Yeah. Um, Mike Espy is uh, black. So, yeah, it didn't. The joke was didn't go over well. She wasn't saying I looked it up. She wasn't saying that like she was attending his hanging. No, she just made a joke about going to like if someone invited her, she'd be front row. Yeah, exactly. Generally. Very fucking yeah. weird thing to say. In Mississippi, like, yeah. know your fucking state's history. Like, yeah. get a fucking clue. I think there's been more, um, you know, hanging. Yeah. Than, than and then a video like, surfaced of her this month also saying that she, maybe we want to make it a little more difficult for liberal college students to vote, which is cool. Nothing is funnier than yes. not letting line people to vote. Yeah. So just like a voter suppression joke and a public hanging joke from a candidate in Mississippi. Very cool. Obviously winning a Senate seat in Mississippi would be hard to do, but we've won one in Alabama. So you never know. So you never know. I'm kind of surprised more people aren't like focused on this race yeah. at all. It makes me feel like I'm like, did we learn any lessons? Like yeah. every race is available to us. I know. I don't know why there's not like a big swing for it right now, but yeah, I don't know. But yeah, if you're listening and you're in Mississippi, be sure to vote in the runoff um, for your next senator. Because who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Um, Great. Do we want to start talking about the wildfires, Brian? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Um, So as I'm sure you all know, there are catastrophic wildfires happening in California right now. Um, There's two specifically that we're talking about. Um, One's the campfire, which so far has burned over 151,000 acres. Um, it's 66% ca- contained though. 77 people have died. Um, 993 are currently unaccounted for and over 12,000 structures have been destroyed. And this is the one that's in Northern California. Mm. This one was like by far and away the most, the mm-hmm. worst of the These two. Are, yeah. Well, like worst of worst of ever. ever. <laughs> yeah, it's actually like one of like the worst one, most deadly ever. Yeah. And um, a lot of people have asked me this. It's it's not a it's not called campfire because it b- was a campfire. Yeah. That's just what it's called because yeah. I guess of where it started. Yeah, I but don't it's know. <laughs> it's a very confusing name. It is not campfire no. related. No. Um, and then the Woolsey fire is the one in Southern California. That's the one that like a lot of celebrities houses mm-hmm. were damaged or celebrities had to evacuate. So you might've heard a lot about that one that had 90, that burned 96,000 acres. Um, it's 94% contained now, uh, three fatalities, 15,000 structures destroyed and 341 structures damaged. So, wow. So, <clears throat> Our president has commented about this. You may remember that he tweeted like a while ago blaming, you know, the 
management of the forest, yes. which despite him actually cutting funding to the forest and also it being on federal land. Uh, <coughs> over the weekend, uh, Trump visited uh, Northern California and he told reporters on Saturday where a fire had killed at least 76 people that wildfires weren't a problem in Finland because crews, quote, spent a lot of time on raking and cleaning and doing things to clear forest floors. I think we actually have the poll quote if we want to hear from the president himself. You got to take care of the floors, you know, the floors of the forests, very important. You look at other countries where they do it differently and, and it's a whole different story. I was with the president of Finland and he said, we have uh, a much different, we're a forest nation. He called it a forest nation. And they spend a lot of time on raking and cleaning and doing things and they don't have any problem. And when it is, it's a very small problem. Okay. So those are, I mean, he certainly expressed thoughts. That's interesting. And ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, I love just saying like they're doing things. Yeah. Like, uh, like, which honestly to be doing things would be a step forward with the Trump administration. Mm-hmm. That's currently not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very valid point. I, I would love to start seeing them doing things. Um, yeah. So the thing that's hilarious about this yeah. is that Finnish president president and I'm so sorry to any Finnish people who are listening for me butchering this man's name. Um, Sally Ninisto said in an interview published on Sunday in a Finnish newspaper that while he did speak briefly with President Trump about forest management um, when they were both in Paris for the Armistice Day events, uh, that his their conversation was focused on the surveillance system Finland uses to monitor forests and he does not recall remem- bringing up raking or rakes, really of any kind. <laughs> and, then, and then the um, the forestry director of the Finnish Forest Association um, told the same newspaper that raking was not usually a forest management measure. And sh- then she uh, was quoted as saying, those statements were very interesting. I see raking only in my own yard. It belongs to yards and parks. <laughs> so interesting. Um, and so now this is like, like spiked this whole like meme thing on social media in Finland where people are taking pictures of themselves with uh, rakes and raking local forests. And they've been using the hashtag rake news. <laughs> and they're saying raking America great again. Wow. Just a pun game. Yeah. On a, a pun game for a place where English is not the first yeah. language. I'm just, I just think it's I'm really, impressed. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really impressed. I think it's just hilarious that we're, we, we've, we've spiked this, like that yeah. they, they they find it so hilarious that they are making fun of our president. Yeah, you know? uh, yeah we're being literally roasted yeah. by Finland. Is that a pun? Roasted fire. Oh wow! Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> not, not that's a very sad pun. <laughs> but sad pun, you know, yeah. there we go. Um, so oh, and Brian included a tweet here yeah, from President be, Trump because you know there's always a tweet for everything. Um, as someone who tweets as often as the president, you there would be because he's been tweeting forever. Um, he tweeted in 2015. Who is paying for this tedious Smokey Bear commercial that is on all the time? Enough already. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that's, I mean, that's incredible. Um, so we wanted to talk for a minute about like what actually uh, causes climate change uh, or wild, wildfires. I buried the lead. What causes wildfires? Climate change. Yeah. Okay. 
So here are some stats that I found. So obviously fires are a natural occurrence in California, even if we let everything be to its, you know, natural mm-hmm. way fires would happen um a lot of the ecosystem in california is built on this sort of like burn like evolved burning yeah like like it's natural for fires to occur in california to encourage regrowth yes exactly but since the 1980s the size and ferocity of the fires that sweep across the state have trended upward and 15 of the 20 largest fires in california's history have occurred since 2000 many of the state's hottest and driest years have also occurred during the last two decades and over the past century california has warmed by about three degrees fahrenheit and with this extra warmed air that sucks water out of the plants and soils leaving the trees shrub and rolling grasslands of the state more primed to burn yeah so i don't know and like despite all this uh, the president has not has still not talked about climate change earlier saturday trump said he thought there were a lot of factors involved when asked about the role of climate change and contributing to the fires um so you know that's it i mean i just think it's just flabbergasting that after everything that's happened this year with hurricanes and, you know, these fires that the Republican Party still can't get behind, you know, climate change. It's just like, like how much money do you like is enough to just completely negate science and the future that like the hope for the future of our fucking species. I know. (laughs) I know. And even like, President Trump said he thought like when asked about climate change, he was like, there are a lot of factors involved in causing the fires. I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I feel like we've probably talked about this a lot, so I don't want to beat the beat a dead horse. Is that the, is that the saying? Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate saying. It's but unfortunate yeah. saying. <laughs> but, you know, I think for our generation and the younger, I think a leading issue really should be the climate. Yeah. Us. And, I, I mean, obviously, there's not really many Democrats, but I would never vote for someone who doesn't believe it. Yeah. I mean, it's psychotic. It, it's literally crazy. Like, actually, like, crazy. Crazy. That this is a conversation. It it, it truly is. Uh, and then one other thing I wanted to point out is that apparently one of there, there's this one company that a lot of people are looking at for potentially have playing a role in starting these fires. That's the Pacific Gas and Electric Company. Um, and basically they're saying that they failed to turn off electricity in the affected areas, even though they said that they would, uh, the company's stocks have plummeted in anticipation that they're going to be held responsible for the fires. And the utility was already responsible for several of last year's wildfires in Northern California. The Cal fire, which was the really bad one last year, uh, determined that 21, uh, Oh, sorry. Um, Cal Fire, I guess, is like the organization that yeah. like goes over it. Okay, but it determined that twenty-one of the major fires in the last in in the last fall in Northern California of those seventeen were caused by power lines, poles, and other equipment owned by Pacific Gas and Electric Company. And if the name of that company rings a bell to you, is because they are the company that Aaron Brockovich is suing in Aaron Brockovich. Oh wow! So they haven't gotten their shit together at all. Did they learn nothing from Julia Roberts? No, they are just back on their bullshit. <laughs> she won an Oscar for that performance. Yeah, like there, it's like you guys were disgraced on, on many levels. Yeah, and still nothing. Still nothing. It's so, almost like, you know, these gas companies don't have 
humanity's best interest at heart. No, and it's almost like they need to be held accountable by like the federal government yeah, or wouldn't, something. Wouldn't it be nice? Yeah. But hey, what, what, what do we know? Um, okay, we have a little bit more news for you guys, but we will get into all of that after another quick break. Brian, I have hair. <laughs> and, and that's it's true. It's I mean, it's true. I can and see it right now. You get and here's the thing. I have so many half empty hair products because nothing I try ever lives up to its promise. I try it, it makes my hair greasy, it doesn't do the thing that it was supposed to do. It's very disappointing. But then I found Living Proof. Wow. Okay. Living Proof, I love their dry shampoo. Okay. That is like my bread and butter mm-hmm. i use a lot of dry shampoo because i have like pretty thick curly hair so mm-hmm. once i straighten it i'm not washing it again for a couple mm-hmm. days i don't have the time i don't mm-hmm. have the energy mm-hmm. so living proof's dry shampoo helps me maintain that from frizz to damage to fullness living proof products do exactly what they claim to do without silicones parabens phthalates or animal testing Wow. And also, I, th- I think it was created by MIT scientists, right? What You know what, Brian? I think that's right. So it's real fucking science. Yeah. You're dealing with science, not marketing gimmicks. And like their award-winning dry shampoo, which I just mentioned, that actually cleans your hair, um, Living Proof doesn't just mask oil, sweat, and odors, but removes them completely, leaving your hair looking clean and fresh and ready to take on the day. Because there's nothing worse than using dry shampoo and you're like, I just covered the dirt on my hair with dust. Like that's like, (laughs) so now I'm just, my hair is full of dirt and dust. You're not going to get that with Living Proof, okay? Which is no wonder why they've won eight of Best of Beauty Breakthrough Awards. Living Proof is delivering results that you can see from across the room. So do what I did and make the switch to Living Proof today by visiting livingproof.com slash sup and use the promo code sup to get a free sample of the dry shampoo. If that's not enough for you, I don't know what is with your purchase. That's livingproof.com slash sup promo code sup for a free sample of their amazing dry shampoo with your purchase. Livingproof.com slash sup promo code sup. So we're back. Um, Wow. Yeah. Wouldn't you know it? The White House Correspondents Dinner is we're already talking about it again. Yeah. Um. The White House Correspondents Association has decided to skip the tradition of hiring a comedian for next year's annual dinner and instead are is tapping uh, presidential biographer Ron Chernow. Mm-hmm. Um, you may remember last year Michelle Wolf did it and everyone was either like a lot of people were like. Wow, she took it too far. She made fun of Sarah Sanders' eyeshadow. Yeah, so um, rude. So rude. Not to min- not, not 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 saying anything about the fact that Sarah Sanders lies to people every day, but instead focusing on that. So I guess they were trying to you know <clears throat> avoid controversy by not hiring a comedian this year. Yeah, because I mean, there's no comedian that you could hire. There's no good comedian that yeah, you could hire say. that's not gonna like roast the president Mm -hmm. at all my thing is like if there's no comedian and there's no president why is this event like what is the point of this event yeah i know and it's like also i just think it's so funny that like if if you know people that can't take a joke they're usually like the worst kinds of people so like 
it's just funny that none of these people can laugh at themselves. Like it's a wedding with no bride and groom. Yeah, basically. It's also crazy. It's so funny to me. Like this is like indicative of like our times or whatever. Cause like, Obviously, people went fucking crazy about the Michelle Wolf thing. But yeah. I recently rewatched Stephen Colbert's yeah. 2006 White House Correspondents Dinner where he goes in on George W. Bush and George W. Bush is sitting right, right there. there. It is so good. If you guys haven't watched it, you really need to. It is it is like the best like satire yeah. I've ever seen. It's like, the coolest. Least, it's, the, it's like at least in like modern history, yes. you know, like it's the coolest thing anybody's ever done. Like he literally stands there. He roasts the media. He roasts George W. Bush. He looks them all in the face. Some of it, he's doing it to no laughter and yeah. he just keeps going. And you're like watching like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like, like it's, I mean, just, it's just amazing. So it's just so funny to me that like that is so much more controversial and yeah. crazy to me. Like that was like also at the height of like where our country's like in a war, like yeah. all of this stuff. And he did that. And because everyone agreed that there was like, like we should come together, whatever it kept going. But one year where Michelle Wolf roast Sarah Sanders while she's standing there. And it's like, we've gotten to such a place where like, we cannot even have this like, joke night like it can't even happen yeah so um you guys might know the name ron Trunell, uh who's the headliner he's a presidential biographer uh he wrote uh biographies about hamilton george washington and u.s grant mm-hmm. and actually the book he wrote about hamilton is what inspired the musical yeah. hamilton yeah lin-manuel miranda read it and yeah. wrote the musical kind of based on his death. and so ron Trunell has also been critical of the trump campaign he remind you he's like a very intelligent um, historical scholar. Uh, he during uh, Trump's campaign, he said it disturbed uh, Trump's campaign disturbed him more than any other presidential campaign in our history. Oh, he also said, "I'm disturbed by the words missing from the Trump campaign: liberty, justice, freedom, and tolerance." The only historical movement that Trump alludes to is a shameful one, America First. And America First is referring to Trump's foreign policy slogan, which also happens to share a name with an anti-Semitic group from the 1940s. So great. So great. Um, um, so, yeah. I mean, he might still say some shit. I feel like he will. I know, but I, f- I, th- I feel like it's just so... Why are they even... It's like a wedding with no bride and groom. Yeah. Like, none of the people... The whole thing was that, like, you come and it's supposed to be this fun night and you guys poke fun at each other and then whatever... And it doesn't exist anymore. So it's like, what's even the point? What is the point of having it? I, yeah. well, I'm just excited for a day when President Trump isn't president and we, we can actually have a fun White House correspondence. They are fun. The thing yeah. is, like, they used to be fun. Obama mm-hmm. did good ones. There are a yeah. bunch of good ones. Yeah. I mean, and they made fun of Obama, too. And he was there. Yeah. Yeah. They made, like, drone jokes about him and stuff. Like, yeah. they didn't, like, but whatever. Okay, guys. Um, so that's it for this week. Yeah. We'll be back in your feeds yeah. one week from now. Yeah. And also, um, we talked about Michelle Wolf. If you want to hear our podcast interview with Michelle Wolf, you can go and find it. We interviewed her and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And that we, was a great we, episode. And we talk about the White House Correspondence Center. Yeah. That she hosted. Exactly. So, um, guys, have a very happy Thanksgiving. Mm, hopefully, um, you can be okay with your family. Yeah. Yeah. I've, you know, wine <laughs> helps. I know a lot of you are going to be seeing, you know, your Republican conservative family members. And just remember... Don't yell. I yeah. feel like that's the best advice I can give you. Once you start yelling, then they've won. Yeah. Just try and answer everything with a calm, soothing voice. Yeah. Definitely push back if they say fucked up stuff, but also like you can also disengage once you have pushed back too. Yeah. Be like, I love you. So I don't think we should talk about this anymore. Because yeah. we 
obviously have different opinions. I love you. What you just said was racist. I'm not going to change my mind about that. Let's enjoy the turkey. Yeah. You know? Perfect. Let's like, have another glass of wine and I'll have a shot in the bathroom. Yeah. I'm going to hit my vape pen. And when yeah. I come back, I want you to have thought a little bit about what happened. getting stoned before your Thanksgiving it's dinner. It's honestly, if, if getting stoned is your jam, try getting stoned before Thanksgiving dinner. It's amazing. All right, guys, until the end of Democracy, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast. Betches.